think as women, we often have that imposter syndrome feeling where, and I do too, where I think, well, I'm not really a fashion designer. You know, I, I really, I don't have any education or any experience in that. But the truth is, is I'm doing that. That's literally what I'm doing. I'm designing bags and jewelry. Still, I'm still getting used to really owning that kind of new part of my identity. It's not like I sit here and it's just on a whim. Like I definitely study, I definitely study, I definitely read, I definitely try to do as much as I can to learn about business. Um, yeah. With that said, I'm learning as I go. Hello and welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Dream Mentorship is an international online community. Our podcast is for women who want more out of life, who are ready to make a positive difference, and who dare to dream. Listen for motivating conversations with industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are thriving in life and business. We are here to help you live your dream because your dream is valid. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is the Dream Mentorship Podcast, and of course, you know, I am your host, Mac Jane Crichton, and today, I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. She was an elementary school teacher who turned into an entrepreneur when her life took an unexpected turn um, when she found herself teaching at a school in Tanzania. And just before we jumped onto this recording, I was telling her how excited I was um, to hear her story and her experience in Tanzania. If you are a school teacher listening to this podcast and you're wondering if you can ever make it as an entrepreneur, this is definitely a podcast just for you. And if you're not even a school teacher, you're probably in one aspect of life doing something that you, you're not so sure if you absolutely enjoy, or you might just be enjoying it, but you feel you're called to the entrepreneur um, journey. This is also a podcast you want to listen to. So Abby Ali is a mission-driven design brand um, showcasing the intersection of fashion and fair trade. Uh, she's worked with talent or continues to work with talented artisan partners in East Africa, uh, which is why we're going to talk about her experience in Tanzania and how it brought about the Abby Ali brand, uh, which is what you're going to hear a lot of today. She started this business which was a leap of faith for her as it required her to have courage to step out of her comfort zone, okay? If you know how comfort zones are, then you know you can totally relate to this. So if you have a desire to be inspired and be encouraged to seek the life full of courage, um, if you want to dare to step out in the midst of uncertainty, Come on, girlfriend, pull your chair closer and turn up the volume at this podcast. You're going to learn a lot. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a such an amazing introduction. <laughs> well, you are. You're amazing. I'm just reading up all the stuff about you and I get so excited. I want to know about you. So let's get started. I want to know from the beginning, like tell me. Sure who you are and how you got to be uh, from elementary school teacher to, you know, teaching in a school in Tanzania and now having a brand of your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be a really long story. So I'm going <laughs> to start not from the very beginning, but basically I was born and raised in sort of like the Chicago suburbs. I've lived in Chicago 
all my life. And I taught in Chicago public schools. Um, in elementary school, I taught first and second grade. And I absolutely loved my job. I mean, I just like shot out of bed every morning, like so excited. I just, I love my job. Um, but I came to kind of a crossroads where I just wasn't really sure um, kind of what I wanted to do next. I'm someone who's always thinking about, you know, trying to improve myself and um, just wanting to grow in my career and was thinking, do I go back to school for PhD or just, you know, wasn't really sure what to do. And so lo and behold, I had traveled to Tanzania and um, had gone on like a family kind of safari trip there and just really loved my experience. And when I was kind of thinking through this crossroads of what I wanted to do next, I thought, what if I could go back to Tanzania? <laughs> and so I just started Googling, like literally like just volunteer teaching programs. Um, and I just decided to do that. So I left my job and um, went to Arusha, Tanzania, where I lived with a family and worked at kind of a, just a local school there um, for just a few months. And I really fell in love with so many aspects of Tanzanian culture and just being there. And so when I got back from that, um, I really started thinking and praying just like, what is this experience now going to do for the rest of my life? Like I didn't want it to be this blip on the radar of my life. I really, it was so meaningful to me and I could almost see as soon as I landed, my, my connection flight home was through Paris. And as soon as I landed in Paris, I could, you could almost feel that like Western culture, like <laughs> come back to you. And it was like, Oh my gosh, wait, I, I don't want to leave. I don't want to forget everything that I just experienced. And I want to, I want this to be part of my life mm -hmm. going forward. And I started just getting involved with this organization or company, I should say called Noonday Collection, which mm -hmm. is based this and it's a fair trade jewelry company. And it was really through that experience that my wheels started turning about like how I could kind of stay connected to the people that I had met in Tanzania. In 2016, I went back with the intention of like seeing if a business could be possible while living in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. And um, I was really hoping that I would kind of meet one sort of artisan group or person, or I wasn't really sure what I was looking for, but someone that I felt like, okay, we can communicate from abroad. I can trust their quality, just so many things that I was unsure about. Um, and on that trip, I really felt like I met more than one. I really met like five different groups of people that I felt like I could work with. And so in fall of 2016, I, I launched like a, um, just an online marketplace. I called it Zuri collection. Zuri means like good or beautiful in Swahili. Mm -hmm. And I was selling just all kinds of things while I was still teaching. Um, some of which I was designing and some of which I was just buying from what they were designing. And I mean, I just, I learned so much from that experience. I, I loved what I was doing and people were really resonating with what I was doing. Yeah. began to think about like, okay, if I want to do this long-term, how is this going to work? Right. And, um, 
Sorry, I'm like really rambling. Is this okay? <laughs> no, wait, I, I mean, I, I was going to um, pull you back a little bit because yeah, you said back. so, so much that I was like, oh, I need to get into that. Um, yeah. So um, let, let's break it down. You are yeah. a woman from Chicago, a school yeah. teacher who literally left her life and said, you know what? I'm going to go venture into Tanzania. It, first of all, there's that culture shock. You have nobody there. It's not like you have your relatives living there and you were just venturing to see like do a market analysis to see oh okay maybe I can find somebody maybe there's a lot of maybes for you going into that um can you talk about your headspace in that time as a you know like now we call you an entrepreneur but at that point in time as a young woman um with you know of course you have your job in the U.S. and you're thinking I mean any reasonable person in quotes would probably say just stick to what you already know. Your 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 great school teacher. <laughs> stick yeah. to that. Why are you going to start trying to you know go to some country? Not even just going across the United States, but you are going across the world <laughs> to to a country that you didn't you didn't speak their language, you didn't eat their food. They were not. They, you know, there's so much there, and I just want you to kind of unpack that. What was it like? What was going through your mind? What was the pressure like? What was life like? You know, what were you thinking? about in that time? Yes, these are really good questions. Um, okay. So me as a person, like my personality, I tend to, I'm not impulsive. I am not spontaneous necessarily. I, I like to think things through. Um, I like to like really analyze things before I make a decision. So starting a business was definitely, um, I would say there were lots of doubts that I had, lots of uncertainty. Is this going to work? And so in my heart, you know, I, I had lots of those types of questions, but I also had this real desire to connect people in my current community to my experience and the people that I had met in Tanzania. I felt like I wanted to like bridge this gap a little bit. Like I had this, I don't know, I felt like this, new part of myself was sort of like awakened mm -hmm. in Tanzania. And I really wanted to um, just connect my life, you know, my current life in Chicago with that experience more. And so that was sort of like driving me a little bit. And then also I will say that I had some really key people in my life who were really encouraging this and who I was really able to borrow their courage, mm -hmm. like whatever I lacked, I felt like their encouragement of me, I, I really trusted them. And I felt like that I could really glean their courage from them. That's awesome. So tell us about your now. What what is your brand about? What do you what do you sell? Who's your um who is your customer? Yes. Um, okay. So I had kind of mentioned that I had started out with this online marketplace called Zuri Collection, and I was buying a bunch of different product categories. About a year and a half into that, I realized if I really want to make this a long-term thing, a full-time business, I need to get really serious about, like you're saying, who is my customer? Um, what, are, what are my intentions? What are my goals? And I, I found that one of the real joys I had was the design process, really collaborating with the artisans to come up with designs. And so I wanted to work with the people that I could do that with. And I also wanted to really focus in on fashion accessories. And 
both because I felt like it was important to really hone in on what is my product, but also because um, that just so happened to be some of the people that I found to have the highest quality of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in 2018, I, I launched the brand Abby Alley, which is obviously my name. Um, and I carry leather bags and brass and some silver jewelry, um, both made in Kenya and in Tanzania. So my customer um, is obviously American. Um, <laughs> Um, obviously it's women. And, you know, I would say the biggest thing that I think about when I'm designing bags and jewelry for these women is that, you know, we as women, we're, we're so multifaceted and we, we wear so many hats. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like, um, I'm trying to design products that fit, you know, all of our lifestyles, like, you know, whether it's, I mean, obviously we're in COVID times right now, so it's a little bit different, but like thinking about most women, they're, they're not just one thing. They're not just someone who goes to work every day. They're not just a mom. They're not just a daughter or just a friend. They're wearing so many different hats, going to so many different um, types of places. And so um, really want to have timeless designs that like mm-hmm. serve them at um, sort of any point in their day, any point in their life. Um and then, you know, I, I hope that my story and um, the story of our artisan partners and just our, our products really spark joy and spark that sort of like that belief in oneself that like, you yeah. know, borrow the courage of, of, of me or of the, my artisan partners because we're all just kind of out on a limb and, and, and we, can, we can do it. Like life mm-hmm. is hard, especially mm-hmm. right now. There's so much uncertainty. And yeah. so you really just have to, you really just have to kind of go for it. Yeah. So talk on that because this is COVID time. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, Dream Mentorship started in the midst of COVID-19 crazy. Um, we launched this nonprofit. Um, but there are other people who are upper, upper, probably listening to this and thinking, how can I even make it? Like, tell us, first of all, how you are doing as a business um, in COVID-19. Uh, and then what would be your um, encouragement to someone listening who is like, I really want to start my own business, but I am scared. Like, where do I find that courage to just yeah. go for it? Well, in terms of business, you know, I could look at it as this glass half empty kind of situation. We, we relied a lot on different like markets and you know there's festivals here in Chicago part of a lot and um, also just like selling to retail stores that have had to close or um, temporarily close because of COVID so these streams of revenue are really you know either tightened or stopped altogether on one hand you think oh my god this is just a nightmare but on the other hand there there's so much opportunity because we're an e-commerce business, and so e-commerce doesn't close because of COVID. Mm. Um, and so it really has forced me to think about business differently, to really tighten up um, things with our website, things with marketing. Um, I've had to learn a lot about things like Facebook ads and search engine mm. optimization, things that have been on my list of things to do for months, but mm. kind of seem to get pushed aside because of other things. But COVID has really forced me to more work in those areas, which is necessary to grow my business. And so I think, you know, you just have to look at it as where's the opportunity to be had. Right. You know, 
Right. And and I, before you even answer, like, you know, talking to people, giving them advice, I, I want to touch on something that you just said, because um, now I know with shipping abroad, um, it's difficult. I'm, I'm Nigerian originally, so I know I know how crazy it is. And we um, also with the nature of my job, we happen to um, have meetings with people in different parts of the world. Um, I know the networking and the connections can be hard, even just internet. Um, but how is it for you in terms of getting your products across, getting your products to people in the U.S., getting your products to your customers? What has that been like for you? Um, just in COVID times or in general? In COVID times. You know, not much has really changed, If I, to be honest with you. The only things that I've done differently is um, – I've let packages, you know, sit before I open them a few days. And mm. then normally I try to be a plastic free brand, but I thought one of the best ways to kind of maybe help people feel at ease with having let as little contact as possible. I immediately mm. put product like the, our jewelry into little plastic Ziplocs so that I don't have to then touch the product when I ship out. So mm. that's, I think, the only thing that I've really changed. Um, and hopefully that will be temporary because I hate to be using plastic. Um, yeah. But I thought it might, it, it might just make people feel a little bit more comfortable that, you know, nobody has touched the product in, in some cases, weeks and weeks, um, mm. you know, depending on how long it's been. Okay, that's that's really awesome. Thanks for um, sharing that. Um, so what is your biggest future goal? And then we're going to come back because I really want you to talk to someone who is feeling discouraged. <laughs> I want you to kind of, you know, kind of empower them, give them some courage. But what is your future, your biggest future goal right now with your business? Yeah, so I've been in, it'll be two years in November that this brand has you know, been alive. And I would say, we're still in, I don't know if you want to call it startup phase or at least very much so in a growing phase. And my goal is that not only would this business obviously, um, you know, sustain my life, you know, in terms of being sustainable and of having an income, um, but that it would really, I would be able to expand and be able to work with more artisan groups that, you know, that the more that I can grow, the more that I can have impact, the more I can give back, the more people I can hire here. I've thought about trying to do um, certain internship um, opportunities for, you know, kids coming out of incarceration or adults. Mm -hmm. say like, you know, I'm thinking more like 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, so I shouldn't call them kids, but mm -hmm. them to help build, you know, resumes and help kind of get some skill building going so they can get a job. Um, you know, there's just so, so many things in my head of like wheels turning, but it, a lot of it requires money. And so, mm -hmm. you know, growing my business right now is, is, you know, objective number one. And then, yeah. Um, from there, if I can get it to a place where I feel like it's really sustaining my own income, I really hope to be able to, you know, give back more um, and hopefully impact other people's lives, both here and abroad, um, more. 
Yeah. By the way, I have to say congratulations to you. Starting a business is no small feat, and you have done that successfully in um, in two years to grow your business to where it is right now. So congratulations to you. And I want to say this also. Um, in I love the idea that you have with internships. Dream internship, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we have tons of interns, and we love our interns. Um, but so. And I appreciate what you're doing with, you know, thinking even about giving back. And what we're about is professional development. So if you get to that point in your business, I'm offering this. And um, you have interns that need help with, you know, getting their resumes done. Anything that we teach at Dream Mentorship, we'll be happy to do that um, free of charge. Um, so awesome. just so, just something to put on your on your books <laughs> for the future. I don't want to forget that. So that's why I said that. Great. That's really yeah. great. Yeah, awesome. So tell us about um, how you choose your designs, how you do your jewelry, and, um, you know, how, how do you select that? Because I know you said something about, you know, partnering with the artisans in East Africa. Uh, and some of the designs you do, some they do, you buy from them. Is it still the same pattern that you use right now? Do those designs mean anything particularly? So the designs, um, since I launched the Abbey Alley brand, um, I would say, you know, the, I am the designer. Um, but that being said, I am have no artistic background at all. And so, you know, my designs, I sketch them. And what ends up happening a lot is, you know, when I send them over to uh, my partners is we then chat on the phone and talk about, okay, like how, like, what does this actually mean? And, you know, what might be doable? And, and they often help me to think through, okay, if that's not doable, this might be doable. Um, and so that's why I feel like it's very collaborative. They have so much more expertise on the, the making end of things. And um, I trust their, their expertise so much that um, the, the collaboration is super important because I really can't do it on my own. I, it's, it, they really help me take what's in my head and, and make it a reality. Um, so I really can't say enough about how talented they are. It's really impressive. Wow. Uh, so now <laughs> to the big question, what would be your advice to people who are listening, who are like, I need courage to, yeah. to do what you're doing? What you tell them? Because you just share something phenomenal. You have no experience in designing, yeah. um, but here you are uh, creating a, a phenomenal brand um, that bridges the gap between um, fair trade and fashion. So can you give some advice and encouragement um, to someone listening to this? Yeah, you know, I think as women, we often like, we often have that imposter syndrome feeling where, and I do too, where I think, well, I'm not really a fashion designer. You know, I, I really, I don't have any education or any experience in that. But the truth is, is I'm doing that. That's literally what I'm doing. I'm designing bags and jewelry. And so even as I say it, I feel a little uncomfortable saying it because I feel like it's not my, my main area of expertise. You know, my main area of expertise is teaching children how to read. And so <laughs> still, I'm still getting used to really owning that kind of new part of my identity. Um, and I think what I've learned is that you don't need to have, you know, a master's degree or even any sort of degree in something to be passionate about it and to, mm -hmm. and to try it. There's ways that you can, um, 
you know, there's ways you can learn things without having some kind of formal education. And so it's not like I sit here and it's just on a whim. Like I definitely study, I definitely study, I definitely read, I definitely try to do as much as I can to learn about business. Um, yeah. But that said, I am learning as I go. And so I think, you know, it's, it's two things. One thing is, um, one way I get courage is by learning. And so I really try to learn as much as I can because then I feel like I'm equipped with something to take a little bit of a risk. Um, but the other thing is, is you're never going to know everything you need to know in order to start. If you wait until you know everything, you'll never start because I right. know everything. And so you do just have to, you do just have to start and then you'll learn as you go. And the questions that you think you need to have answered, you may not, because there may be other questions that you're not even, you don't even know that you need to ask because you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, I think sometimes you just need a push to just say, you know what, I'm going to just try, I'm going to just give it a start. And, and you just go from there because a lot of times people are afraid of failure. And mm. as I am too, you know, it's, it makes me feel vulnerable to think that my business might not, you know, be successful, quote unquote, successful. But the truth is, I have I have to define success how how I feel success is. And for me, the success is is that I'm trying and that I'm I'm yeah. putting myself out there and I'm going for it. And if it doesn't work, no doubt I will have learned so much from that will lead me to what if it doesn't work out yeah I love it well you are you heard her and this is the push if you're looking for it if you're looking for a sign this is it um be courageous and just take um the next step to do that one thing you've <laughs> always wanted to do that whatever it is that you're passionate about be encouraged to do it so you heard from Abby go do it um, Abby, just one last um, question before we head out. Yeah. Um, can you tell them where, how they can get in touch with you? People wanted to buy your bags or just, you know, find your brand. How do they get in touch with you? Um, so Instagram is probably to like connect. Um, Instagram is Abby Alley underscore the brand. Abby Alley just was not available as a handle. So I had to be creative. Mm -hmm. So it's Abby Alley mm -hmm. underscore the brand. And then our website is um, just Abby. Um, and it, I think when you go to the website, there will be a little pop-up that appears. And if you join the email list, you'll get a 20% off code for your first purchase. So yay, just a little tip. <laughs> right. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Abby, for joining us on the podcast. This was absolutely fun. And I am so excited to get to meet you. Thank you. And um, yeah, wish you all the best with your brand. We'll stay connected. Okay. We would love that. Well, you all heard us. This has been a fun interview. If you have questions or anything, let us know. We want to get to connect with you. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, and um, we'll see you at our next podcast recording. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Dream Mentorship Podcast with our host, Mac Jane Creighton. If you like our show and would like to learn more, you may check us out at dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited and produced by Edie Frederick. 
Remember to join us next week for more female empowerment.